1: Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt alongside Brian Broaddus. And we're going to be taking your Twitter questions. We solicited some questions on social media. So we're going to go through some of those now. Uh, I'm going to jump off here with our, our old buddy, our old uh, 105 through The Fan teammate, Nate Wood. At it's Nate Wood on Twitter. Uh, he says, I know you guys have probably discussed this a lot, but do you think Kellen could be successful trying to pull off a Debo role for Tony Pollard? Eight-ish carries, six-ish targets, couple of screen sweeps. What do you think, Brian?
0: Yeah, I mean, for so many years now, it seems like that we've, as fans, uh, as analysts, have asked to, you know, get Tony Pollard more involved, you know, and, and what's going to be a real shame is that if all of a sudden that they do get Tony Pollard really involved and then he walks away, that kind of thing. And, and you never had the vision to do, you know, say they do get him in a Debo Samuel role. I mean, it, yeah, he, he, absolutely, he's a better running back than Debo Samuel. He, he catches the ball. He's a, he's very capable of catching the football you know, there's things you could do with Tony Pollard, but the is there a willingness there from Kellen Moore to do it? We see it in OTAs, we see it in mini camps, we see it in training camps. And then when it comes when the rubber meets the road during the regular season, it might be one or two things that you know it's it's you know, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's just crazy. And so, you know, I, I kind of feel like though that um, yeah, I'd love to see it, but Is it going to be just eye candy that we get at training camp and then when the regular season starts, there's no 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 factor of it? I I just think that's the I think that's a bad way to go.
1: Yeah, I I feel like we're going to see an increased role for Tony Pollard. I think they are going to, you know, get him some more work. Uh, I think he will be. Playing receiver a little bit more, but yeah, it's it's tough for me to envision them getting him into a Debo Samuel type role, or and obviously Debo Samuel's a freak and a, a different type of player. And I don't think that Nate's comparing them as, a, but just yeah. use that kind of a gadget player. Wait, Percy Harvin gets used, or yeah. Ty Montgomery was used in the past in in Mike McCarthy's offense. So um, I, I think we'll see an increase. I don't know how if we'll see it used to that extent there there's there's a lot of people who want tony pollard to get more work in that building right now mm-hmm. um but it's you know there, there's only so many touches to go around and and there's certain ways that they like to run their offense i will say one of the interesting things that we saw at uh camp and i know we can't divulge too much about packages and stuff like that. It was it did feel like I know we talked about it without getting into specifics. I know we did see some routes that it's like, man, they're practicing some routes that yeah, these routes. I did, I don't recall seeing these practiced or in games last year. And so I do think they're trying to do some different things there. Uh, question here from El Shungo at E.S.C.H.U.N.G.O. Uh, if Kelvin Joseph gets a long suspension by the NFL, because he is still potentially going to be disciplined by the league. I would expect something will come from that. I don't know what. Uh, will the Cowboys sign a free agent or roll with the young guys like Nashawn Wright and Duron Bland?
0: Yeah, I think they'll roll with the, the young guys, even though they do have the money and are capable of going out and getting a veteran guy. You know, you might even be in a situation, too, where you trade a little bit of a surplus, you know, surplus being maybe one of these defensive linemen, maybe for a corner. You know, uh, you know if, if that could work, but yeah, if if Kelvin Joseph does get suspended, yeah, you're you're going to see them. You're going to see them just try and work with uh, Nashawn Wright and guys like that. I, I just don't see them getting a, a veteran guy.
1: Yeah, and look, nashan Wright has been dealing with some sort of injury. We haven't seen him at a lot of these practices. He's been inside on bikes and stuff like that. We haven't seen a lot of him. Deron Bland, on the other hand, we have seen him at some of these practices. We've seen him make some plays at times, and yeah. I know they came out of this these summer practices impressed with how he looked. I'm not saying he's going yeah. kind to of, you know, take a starting job here, but I think they felt good about Duran Bland's progress, and not that they're upset with Nishan Wright or anything, but I think they felt better about where Duran Bland is after these practices than maybe they felt where Nishan Wright yeah. was. That's
0: You're absolutely right, Bob. That's This is where... And then we also have to be careful because if these wide receivers who we think can't get open and can't, you know, catch the ball as well as they need to all of a sudden, if bland and guys like that are going against receivers that are struggling, then, you know, maybe we, it's fool's goal. that we think, Oh, look, bland, look what he's doing. Look what Wright's doing. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Who are they covering? You know? I mean, if it's, if it's good versus good, you kind of get a better feel. We might not know how some of these, young corners play until we get to those practices against Denver, you know, with their wide receiver core, the Rams with their wide receiver core, you know, I mean, it might take that, you know, initially we all, we all want to get it the first two days of camp and get really excited about guys. And, and it's our job. They're like, Hey, guys playing well, guys playing well, you know, we're, Oh, that guy's playing well. That's all fine. But, you know, you might not really, really, really know about these corners until these practices and then some of these preseason games.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We got a question from Robert Elias on Twitter. He says, if someone offered to take Zeke off of your hands and all of his remaining contract for a Cowboys third round pick, would you take it? So basically you trade a third just for somebody to take the contract. I personally would not. Like, I mean, I, I think Zeke's contract is an albatross, but you've got it for this year you could move on next year. I don't want to give up a third rounder just to have them off the books this year. I don't no, know. About-
0: I, if you were going to do that, that was a couple of years ago that you do that with. So no, I, I agree with you. I think you know, depending on you know, there's groups out there now that are talking about the top running back tandems in the league and the top ten, and Dallas is in the top five, I think, with that whole thing. So no, I I, I just write it out one more year uh, and then and then worry about it in the spring. Uh, what you want to do, whether you want to keep the contract or move on from it.
1: Joe T on Twitter. What are McGovern's weaknesses after watching the games he started last year? Brian, I don't know what your thought is on on his specific play weaknesses. I think something that you and I both have an understanding of is I know one of the things that this team thinks is his weakness and why it's so interesting that there's kind of been this resurgence is – I think that they, they wondered if he had the, the football IQ, if, if true, he, had, if he had the mental true. processing. And so that's yeah. interesting to me because that, that typically doesn't just get better. Um, yeah, if you yeah. have those questions, you generally have those questions. So I know that mental processing is a big part for them.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, again, you and I talking to some of the same guys. And they, the first thing they'll tell you is they love the fact that he's a strong guy. They don't think he's the best athlete in the world. But they feel like, though, the biggest thing that holds him back are the mental, the mental side. And I'm not saying he's a dumb guy, but there's, no. some, there's some things, some recognition things that, that he misses on. And when you miss on recognition things playing guard, it happens really quick inside. And then to have to recover and you're not athletic enough to recover when you mess up things mentally, it kind of puts you in a bad spot. And that's what happens to Connor McGovern. Uh, occasionally but again i mean he is he has risen from the dead you know i mean every time i've watched a practice and i know you were there too Bobby all the ones we got to watch Connor McGovern was getting the majority of the work at left guard for uh for this football team
1: Yeah and I think it's funny I think there's a, a a bit of a misnomer that the idea of like the offensive line of like oh it's just these you know buffet eating like like you know dummies sitting there whatever it is a very that's why it's not it's not a criticism of Connor McGovern is like oh this is some dumb guy it's a very mentally taxing position um i know i was talking to one guy in the lead circles who had told me that outside of quarterback to them, it was the most mentally demanding position on the football field. And so there's a lot that you have to, that that goes into that. Um, Another question here, but this is one we got a lot, so I want to make sure we have time to fit this one in uh, so that we don't run out of time. So this one kind of captures everything. Uh, This from J Ray underscore 55. After the likely first-round playoff exit this year, will Jerry really go all in for Sean Payton, or is this just an off-season narrative to keep the Cowboys in the headlines? Serious question. Now, we got many variations of that. Is is about Sean Payton being the next guy, or is it Dan Quinn? I I feel like the the leader in the clubhouse. If you were to move on from Mike McCarthy, I feel like the leader in the clubhouse to be the next head coach of the Cowboys is Dan Quinn. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't know where you fall down on that. Problem. No,
0: no, I agree. I agree. I think. I think. I, the, the way this could work is if Sean Payton, if if you're really, really trying to evaluate and I, and I know this is a terrible way of saying it, but with, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, I mean, you know, if you really want if the off if Mike McCarthy and Doug Nussmeyer and Kellen Moore fail, Joe Philbin fail Dak Prescott so badly, that now you're like, wow, we've got this quarterback on a high ticket. Uh, you know, do we salvage or do we move on? And, you know, if I'm Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, I'm thinking, well, Sean Payton, look what he's done over the years. I mean, he's done stuff with quarterbacks that aren't even quarterbacks winning <laughs> yeah. games. So, you know, I my first call would probably be to him because I want to do everything in my power to help Dak Prescott. But it also might be a situation where if Dan Quinn gets his job, all right, Dan, who do you have to help Dak Prescott? And if that if Dan doesn't come up with somebody good enough offensively that could help really help this offense, I'm going full after I'm going full after Sean Payton and I'm telling Dan Quinn you're going to be one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the league. You know, and that's how I would handle that. But if Dan Quinn doesn't have a good plan, and I think Dan Quinn is the leader in the clubhouse, but I will also say depending on how badly Dak Prescott plays or how well he plays will determine if this is going to be an offensive coach or a defensive coach. If Dak Prescott plays great, it might save everybody's job, you know, but we'll see.
1: And last question here from at Dallas underscore go lay by the end of the season, who do you expect to have a bigger impact on the passing game? James Washington, Jalen Tolbert, or Michael Gallup? I would say uh, if it's not Michael Gallup, I think that that means there's a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I think Tolbert, I will say this though about rookie wide receivers. It used to be, it was hard for rookie wide receivers to have any kind of success in the league but now these guys have come in they play in offenses that throw the ball a ton they run routes they learn separation they catch a lot of passes so the learning curve is not as small and i think with Tolbert i wouldn't be surprised again he's going to have to stay healthy he you know i hope he doesn't hit the rookie wall in week 12 where all of a sudden these college players you know they their bodies just stop because they're used to playing college football 12 games and that's it. So, you know, my hope is that Tolbert can can come in, stay healthy, continue to learn. He's very he's very talented. You know, he he could definitely have a very productive year. But again, it's gonna be a matter of him being able to stay healthy and be on the field.
1: I felt really good, even though we were limited at the amount of practices that Dak and Tolbert got together. I did yeah. feel really good about the connection we saw when he was out there. And yep. so I think that that's a positive. All right. Well, that is uh, episode one of love of the star in the books, uh, as we've been telling you today. And, and as we'll continue to remind you, I know we've gotten this question a lot on, on Twitter of like, Hey, where, where can I find it? Is it just going to be in one place? Uh, this is an odyssey podcast, but, it, and it can be found on the odyssey app, but you can also find it wherever you get your podcasts. And we hope that you'll tune in, subscribe, you know, give it a a five-star rating or, or, or whatever rating system they ask of you on whatever platform you look at. Uh, but we're going to be with you all season, and and we're really excited to do this. Uh, so for Brian us I am Bobby Belt. We will talk to you again next week.